When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Little Redemption Thursday action, although we're going to have to navigate the Redemption Thursday waters because it's a weird edition of the show in that, uh, you know, half the league's resting their players, other guys, other teams just aren't playing any of their guys, other teams have no motivation, so I'm not... I'm not wading into the waters of uh, the omnipresent three-team teaser that I've been winning on the regular. 2-0 and in three-team teaser pleasers last week. Uh, so you go 6-0 and in anything. So it's 2-0 and with the grouping, but 6-0. and uh, you got to get six right uh, in order to, to, to win a you know two, two three-team six-point teaser pleasers. So... That's doing some things, Tom. Right, but you might want to step back and oh. wait for equal motivations. I can't, yeah, I can't even venture down that road right now. Uh, first of all, if you're if you're watching on War Chant TV, like and subscribe. That helps. Thank you. Uh, please do so and um, you know, ring the bell and pass it around. Everybody celebrate. Is there a bell to ring? I was gonna, yeah, are you going to start doing that more often now? I'm not going to start oh, doing man. that more. Well... I wonder if that picks up. Does that pick up fine? Let, let us know, yeah, uh, let us YouTubers. Know. You, guys, you guys, you can hear that right there? I think somebody complained yesterday that their dog was like, what? what? Yeah, what? so they had to have heard it, right? Well, that's unfortunately the ding-ding. That's the new ding-ding, and it's annoying. Just like going to the NIT is annoying. See? That's already pissing me off. Anyhow, it's already, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's tough. It's this tough. Is enough. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. That's how I feel about the NIT. So let's hope a win is forthcoming over Louisville, who narrowly beat Pitt last night. Uh, you watching? You immersing yourself uh, in the uh, in the basketball yet, or you can't bring yourself to do it because we're not any good? I tell you what, that's a quandary. That's a problem we all have right now because you got one college football game that remains in the form of a national championship game, and then you know you do have the NFL, but we're running out of football. We're rapidly running out of football, and I didn't want to start the show on that depressing note because it is. Just saying the words out loud, it's really depressing. And I have to find a way to to really immerse myself in college basketball. This is the time of year where usually we've already done that, Tom. We've already kind of 
begun to flip the switch and feel good about what but but I think because we're not what we've been I'm struggling I watched last night I lost my North Carolina Notre Dame bet whatever I mean you're gonna win some you're gonna lose some that that doesn't hurt but I uh I I watched uh, the LSU game I watched which by the way turned out to be great uh I had a good time with that Kentucky game that was that was good but I'm struggling to feel, you know the thing you feel when you're immensely satisfied, uh, whether it's playing golf or really any activity. You know, like there's, it just makes you happy. You can sense the happiness that uh, a game is providing you, an activity is providing you, whatever it might be. I'm watching basketball, and it feels like a chore right now. It, college basketball feels a bit like a chore, like it's a job. To be what, and I'm admitting, I'm admitting that. I, I hate to admit it, I'm admitting that. Right now, when I sit down and turn on these games, a, it's a it's an educational process. You got got to get caught up because we've had fits and stops and starts and all that. So you don't, you know there's no rhythm to it yet. And then secondly, there's not a ton of star power in college basketball right now, and I'm just kind of, mm, it's it's not good. Well, what's depressing is it, it almost feels like what's happening to us in basketball is what happened to the conference in football. You know, the ACC really hasn't been that good in a few years. No, you think it hasn't? I mean, I'm talking about <laughs> in basketball. basketball. I know it hasn't. Well, what the hell, man? Yeah, that you know, was we were supposed to be the on. bonus team, mm-hmm. not the team that provides all of the bravado. Mm-hmm. Now Duke is back for one more year. Coach K's last run. Oh, they're good. And John Shire might be able to recruit. I think K brought the uh, the briefcases of money with him. Now that's okay. It's it's on the up and up. But I'm sure that they're going to be all right because that's K's legacy for the next couple of years. Right. But where the hell did the ACC go? There was that one year, like four or five years ago, where, where every even Syracuse go made it to the Final yeah, Four. Right. We had. We were talking about all those payouts, how it rolls over year mm-hmm. after year, and it's like, well, we made we had six teams in the Sweet Sixteen, and and so on. We and were so actually forth. offsetting our huge financial losses uh, to the SEC and the Big Ten in football through the success over a two year span in basketball, yeah. where the runs were deep for multiple ACC entities. Now that's kind of yeah, 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 to the tune you... of an extra mill or two a year, which yeah, is like, yeah, all, right, yeah, yeah, all right, that shaves off a little bit of the deficit, doesn't yeah. replace it, but it shaves right. a little bit off, and now it's like, well, what the hell, man. This whole conference is terrible. <laughs> what are we good in? Like soccer, we we're whoop ass. Hey, we're good in softball, and we're gonna be. And again, we'll be really good in baseball. Oh, oh, not us. I, I just mean the conference. Oh, we're, we're gonna yeah, be really good yeah. in baseball. Oh yeah, and we're always good in soccer. Reigning national champs. Get you again, some. again. Make sure you mm-hmm. throw that on there again. Yeah, it's for seems the third time. That's our third star. Boom! Just keep on adding it. Although I think at this point, with what we've been in football, yeah, I had an interesting discussion last night. You know what today is? Today is Redemption Thursday, and we will look at the slate. Uh, I, I had an interesting discussion last night. I did the golf show last night. Uh, celebrate everybody. In one hour and 15 minutes, you can watch live. I know I am alienating anybody under the age of 35, probably, pretty much. Nice cutoff. Yeah, thank you. Uh yeah, man, I got, you know, today starts in essence the real, not the wraparound, end of the year nonsense. The real PGA Tour FedEx Cup points race begins pretty much now. Here we go. Well, you get primetime golf. tournament, yes. Now, if you get primetime golf, that, that climbs up the ranks. That climbs up the ladder for me. It, you know, it. You're going to be watching golf in Hawaii. Or you'll be at home here in Tallahassee, but sure. we'll be watching them play golf in uh, Hawaii for the Century Tournament of Champions. It's a field of 38. Two people withdrew, unfortunately, uh, one with COVID. Uh, but but you get, I mean, listen, it's it's a who's who. Everybody who won last year on tour, so it's great. That's a, that's a hell of a field. I mean, it's it's Brooks is playing. And by the way, have you seen Brooks, Florida State's own, Brooks Kepka lately? 
Oh, you're bragging about him now. What you know, do? I never do. Yeah, I know. That was a very positive sounding thing. So what has he done? Po- is he in better shape? What? Uh, he's in incredible shape. And he is serious about regular PGA Tour events. From his own lips, in the press conference to the leading up to the Century Tournament of Champions, he says that he is now really feeling better than he has in two years because he's battled a boatload of injuries. And still contended in all the majors. Yes, yeah, yeah. He, he does. Um, but, you know, I've been highly critical of Brooks about the, the approach to the rest of the season. You know, I mean, it's, it's, you kind of got to play the tournaments and put together, a, you know, an, 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 in totality, a season. Um, and he says he's, he's hell-bent on doing that because he's healthier and he feels better and he wants to win uh, more times on tour. Uh, he's thinking, you know what it is, Tom? He's gotten older and he's thinking about legacy. I mean, that, at some point you do reflect on how you're going to be perceived, how your career is thought of as a player, and it's not enough if you want to go down as an all-time great to just have those majors. Now, those majors will ensure you're always spoken of and that you will be in the Hall of Fame, and he will be. But it, it once you get to a certain level where you can be the best player in the world, and at one point he was ranked number one in the world, when you're that good, then it really is about amassing the trophies and putting yourself in the larger discussion amongst the all-time greats and where can you... Now, is he ever going to catch Tiger or Jack? No, they're in a club separate from everybody else. But could he get into the realm, let's say, of if he could get to 25 tour victories in total? Uh, would he put himself in the top 20 at that point, all time? Yes, you'd start having real discussions about yeah, that. Yeah, you might be able to catch Phil at that point, not in wins because he's got he a ton 50. of those. Yeah. But if you <laughs> rack up 8 to 10 majors, which his goal, his stated goal for a long time has been 10. And then, you know, there were there are times where he could catch him feeling brash and he'll talk about trying to run down, you know, 15 or something like that. But 10 has been... One of his stated goals: If you get to ten majors, which is well, a couple more than Phil, I mean, that's, and you were you were world number one, which Phil never has been, which is just crazy to me. Never well, been world number one. Hurts when you're at your peak at the same time Tiger's at his. That's correct, but Tiger <laughs> did go through either some back issues or complete swing changes in, in a couple of windows there, and Duvall was able to do so. Duvall did. So did Ernie, and so did VJ. I was just about to say VJ Singh did too, and that if your Phil has to really eat at you a yeah, little bit, yeah, a little bit, a yeah. little bit. But yeah. if you can get to yeah nine, ten majors. I mean, and you know, you you uh, convert on the career Grand Slam. He's good overseas. We know that, and uh, he's been pretty close at the Masters. Missed a couple of putts down the stretch. Tiger's year. Well, so, yeah. He, he, uh, if he he lost by a stroke to Tiger, I mean, yeah, he, he missed, threw it in the drink. He missed a kick in on seventeen. It was like an eight footer. Come on now, you know, with the Masters on the line, and then he then he uh, missed the one that Tiger did on eighteen as well, where it's supposed to break, but that was the uh, the new sod that year. They just laid the new green. Anyway, my encyclopedic knowledge of Brooks Kepka's uh, majors Shortcuts, aside, yeah. if you, if you you know get to ten majors, yeah, you're in that conversation. That's a short, short list. It's a very short list, and uh, you know there there's still a lot of majors to win to get there. Uh, I'd love to see this year, and I got to get off of golf because I want to get back to to football and sort of the mindset we're at right now. But uh, today starts it, and I get excited. Two fifteen, you can watch live golf. Yeah, there you go. There you got it. If you folks wonder what we talk about at a uh, happy hour near you, it's usually this kind of stuff. That and gambling on golf, <laughs> right, yeah. which I do. I got to get my Jordan or my Justin Thomas in. Yeah, yeah, Put yeah. My money where my yeah, mouth is. Yeah, you got to get your bet in. Uh, well, I gave you the odds yesterday. Uh, yeah, it's plus nine hundred. Yeah, plus nine hundred is uh, calling your name because uh, he's in good form right now, and he too is dedicated. This is going to be a good year. He's pissed off. Yes, That's he what, is. yeah, yeah. And so is Brooks. And so this is going to be good. You got a lot of guys, and then emerging. 
is you know Cantley and Sheffley, and and it's the era of Rom and Rory is focused again. By the way, Rory, you know, he's was always not, focused. Well, it's, but no, 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 it's no, no, January. No, no, that's not true. Uh, that's not true. Here, here's the problem. Rory spent too much time, and and this is something that really bothered people within the sport. Uh, trying to be something he wasn't. He fell in love with speed, and he ended up chasing uh, what, what the youngins are doing now, uh, or in particular, let's say, Bryson and those guys. And he's, he's like, well, what am I doing? He fired his people. He got back to his old people. And, you know, basically, it's strange to me. This happens with golfers more than it does people in other sports. It happened to Tiger. Uh where you are this thing, and this thing is one of the three best players in the world, and you decide to change it. Yeah, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, when he won his first U.S. Open and PGA Championship, he's a wiry lad. He's a little guy. But it's not even just the strength stuff and the beefiness and that you see some of these guys do. Brooks has done it to his detriment as well. But I would just tell you, it's like what swing speed. He's trying to chase swing speed. What, what are you doing? You hit the driver better than anybody in the world. Maybe one other guy. Right. What, why are you doing he that? He needs to chase down Florida State's Trey Jones for a putting lesson. That's what he needs to chase down. That and wedges. I mean, really, it's proximity to the hole is the problem for him. And, and he, yes, he and Zach Johnson need to go on a like some sort of vision <laughs> quest. I don't know, man. We'll see. I think he's dedicated again to it. Sorry, fired. folks. I goaded him into five more minutes yeah. of golf talk. Um, all right, so back back to us. I think everybody really just wants to know if uh, Jared Verse is on his way to Tallahassee. That's what, what everybody wants to know. Um, and, Chapter and verse. There's your headline if he makes it. Are we supposed to know when? It's any time now. I thought so, too. Yeah. And then I'll well, ring the hell out of this bell, I'll tell you <laughs> no, what. No. I thought the bell's supposed to be for bad things. It could be for good things, too? No, it could be. Oh, that would be a real good thing. I will boom, 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 boom. I will hit that if that happens today on the show. I feel like I'm watching an episode of Breaking Bad. What, ringing the, oh, the bell? <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. So, I don't know. I was thinking about this on the way over to the studio. I'm all at once emboldened and bullish on Mike Norvell and what's going to happen for Florida State football in the next three years. And concerned at the same time. And that is a weird, influx, in limbo place to be. And I think you agree with me. Yeah, I, I know where the concern comes from. I'll, I'll let you describe it. But I, I, there's a two-word term I'd use based on the concern. I, I can say it now? I was, was going to let you, but glass ceiling. Yes. That Florida State may yes. have a glass ceiling on it right now. Yes, uh, that is a fair way to describe it. I thought you were going to say something else, and I was like, oh, well, that, that'll be interesting. But you said... What's more in line with, I think, the collective thoughts of Florida State fans. Now, that will reveal itself in many different ways, most notably hostility, uh, and, and usually at the individual uh, himself. Um, so either there is a segment of the fan base that is, until that dude wins 10 games, not going to be accepted. I got you. Um, but... There's another group that just doesn't know what to think. And I kind of oddly, for a guy who's not spent any time in that room <laughs> over a long career in broadcasting, I'm there too. And I don't mean as in I can't figure it out, I can't read the tea leaves, I can't look at the evidence and evaluate. I'm not saying it that way. I'm saying that 
So when we were talking about the roster and we were talking about what they need to do and we were talking about the process of bringing in players through the transfer portal, it helped illuminate some of the great strengths of Mike Norvell. Because we talked about why a player or a coach would want to be part of Florida State, right? Like, so an assistant coach, but also players that come in from other programs that are having, in many cases, more success than Florida State. And as we talked about the hows and whys of that, you couldn't help but mention the many strengths of Mike Norvell. And it starts, it starts with something that I think everybody can relate to, which is this great, and I think it's genuine, without question, I've seen it on and off the mic to know better, this genuine passion for the job and the sport. Well, that's a good starting point. You better have that. That's, you better have, at the very least, you better have that. You have to feel about that thing the way that most of us do as fans. You better be as you know excited to be part of this and to do this and to better this, right? Because we all have this invested emotion, financial, uh, you know, interest in Florida State. So that's that's there. That's without question. But not only does he have it, it rubs off on people. Now that usually goes a long way in helping. Uh, your cause. It, it helps you to get people to do things for you that you need done uh, because that your passion rubs off on them and they want to make you happy. We've all been around really passionate people, people that we know care deeply and there's a genuineness to them that you don't ever question it and therefore you do because who doesn't want to be around people who have an energy, a positive energy for something and, and, and a like-mindedness, right? You, you're always going to want to do that. So there's that. So there's that. Now, I I think, in a weird way, it sometimes hurts him in press conferences, and I wish he would dial it back, oddly. Uh, the, st- the guy I see away from the mic with all of these passions is actually better in expressing that than the character sometimes that you see before yeah, Mike. Yeah, the guy away from the microphone, and, and this he'll transform. You know, He'll talk to us before the camera is rolling. It'll be off the record. Yeah, then yeah, he'll yeah. hop on, and you're like, mm-hmm. wait. Be that other guy. No, the other guy is awesome. Because the other guy is like the hard-ass teacher, the strict teacher, that also knows how to take a joke and, and give cares. it to you. And, and cares. And cares. Yeah. And therefore, you can take yeah. any sort of criticism because you know it comes from a good place. And the players They'll bust your chops and yeah. you're like, that's all right, no problem. And the guy yeah. cares. He cares. Yeah. He thinks I'm worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. So anyhow, that got me thinking because I was thinking about how we seem to connect oftentimes with a lot of these transfer portal kids. And it's, it's you know, there's a small sample size and, you know, you're not going to get everybody and not everybody's going to work out. But seem to be doing all right there. And let's hope that continues. Um, and then I and I and I thought about the, you know, what he was able to get in a relative short period of time out of the kids as he flipped the roster and. There, there are serious, you know, we, we talked about this already before the season, and everybody gets into arguments about the degrees to which you, you agree with this or not. And that is that there, there is serious limitations for that Florida State football team based on the serious limitations of their, their, their physical talents. They, they are not talented. <laughs> that, that hurts to say out loud. They don't possess a ton of talent. And uh, at least not relative to the, the, the better teams in the country, Right like the top 25 teams in the country. Like when you Yeah, like maybe, maybe we can skirt our way this year, maybe. It'll take some development between then and now though. Right. Big time. Yeah. So like right off the bat you're kind of like, well, speaking of ceilings, if he gets the most out of this group, what would happen? Well, what would have happened is you certainly would have made a bowl. So he's not without his faults. They mishandled completely mishandled. Um obviously the Jacksonville State game. 
you win that game, you do make a bowl. And but we thought best case scenario seven and five, six and six type thing, maybe eight and four if everything bounced your way. Didn't happen. No need to relitigate. Need we a talk. lot of work. You get a lot better. <laughs> Not enough. So we did we we did all that right, uh, but but the locker room was properly flipped and the buy in was there and the dedication and the work ethic and the belief and the buy in and everything that you need to have happen early in your coaching tenure somewhere that's all stuff that doesn't always happen so you know luckily you've seen all that now obviously you have got to take that next big step um, and and so for me I think obviously. Uh, that has to happen this year. There has to be a significant gain, and that's why we're watching this transfer portal stuff so closely because that significant gain will not and cannot happen unless you see some uh, significant pickups uh, as it pertains to pass rushers. You're going to have to find them because they don't exist right now. And if you read Iris' piece on warchant.com right now and you look at what he wrote yesterday and then you flip it over to the offensive side of the ball uh, and, and you talk about you know, what's coming back and what you feel good about and what you don't and all that, and then flip it over on the defensive side and you can see what they have. They're stacked in the secondary. We talk about that, whether, you know. But that defensive line, he was talking about how, well, they're probably not going to be able to get pressure this year from the front four the way they did last year, so they're going to have to invent ways and you're going to have to bring linebackers. And I just, it's, it's a dead stop when you read the sentence because that's death. That's death. You're going to lose games. Significant number of games, if that's the case. If you cannot compete with your front four and you always have to bring pressure and you're always giving it away because we don't have dynamic enough people to do that. And we haven't shown the ability to dial that up. Not yet. No, that's another thing, too. It's a different conversation about defensive coordinator. But I feel mm. like we've. it's not just the personnel, but we don't really dial up any exotics where you go, ooh, I like that call. Man, that's that's inventive. Yeah, you're like, oh well, we telegraphed it. It's going to take forever to get there. Oh, never did. Look at that, wide open, third and fourteen, first down, like it was nothing. Yeah, I don't well, want to live there again. No, well, your linebackers it's can't, not a good neighborhood. Your linebackers can't cover, and if you're not going to get pressure with the front four, this will be a much worse season defensively, and, and it will say it'll stay that way. And how good is the secondary? Because we're uh, about to find out, right? Yeah. They were already limited. No. But they were made to be much better. There were some coverage sacks last year, but if you're going to break down sacks and tackles for loss, and you're going to do, is it percentage of front four making plays or percentage of front seven holding it down so that the front four can close out a play, I think it's going to be the former 80-20, 90-10. It was all about those, those dudes up front yeah. making those things happen. Kevin writes, do we not have faith that anybody from the 2021 class can get after the passer next season, at least in a part-time role? I have to see in spring. There were a couple of kids that looked okay in spring. Uh, you're going to move Briggs out there, okay. He's not going to get after the passer. He's good against the run. He's got some quick twitch to him, though. He's not getting after the passer. So I, I, not, not in the way that we're talking about. Not on third and obvious, rush the passer. He might be able to at the level of Keir, but you're just missing Jermaine. Right, right. You know, you're not that's gonna have, the problem. You're not going to have a, a, a dynamicism that, that, that existed. Uh, I, I, no, no, I think we have to find it in the transfer portal. <laughs> We're going to have to find it in, in the transfer portal. So anyhow, that's why I'm in flux. There's the good and the bad. There's the thought process as I'm sitting there watching basketball or driving around thinking about how depressing basketball is. And then I think, well, what about, let's go back to football. We don't have to leave it just yet. That's where I'm at. I'm stuck betwixt and between. Listen, the spring game is on April 9th. That means spring practice starts around, oh, oh it's, it's March a little 5th, way. It's a little March ways 10th. Now, yeah. That's not too far away. 
We can get there. A couple oh, of transfer oh. transfer portal nuggets a week. There you go. Yeah, a, a transfer portal uh, nugget a week to get you breadcrumbs that get you to the to the spring game. That's it. Yeah. It's Jeff Cameron, ninety three three Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply so you know when you do the well when i do the Jeff Cameron show PR firm discussion when we when we are forced to engage in it, you know we can do it even in things in which we are uh, we ha- we have a vested interest in or a passion for, be because we can take that hat off and we can put on the PR suits that are necessary in the moment and evaluate efforts on both sides of the ledger, even about our own team. And I have to confess to laughing at uh, Antonio Brown. This morning, when I read through the totality of the lawyer's written statement, and I was like, yeah, I know what you're doing. You have to cover yourself legally, and you're setting it up to sue. So that's why you address each issue with the made-up nonsense uh, step-by-step in the note that is clearly written by by an attorney, and that not one word was uttered by A.B. I get it. That's fairly commonplace. Um. So he's not the first to do that, and I'm, I'm not surprised by any of that. But what, what, I, what I was struck by was how easily it could be refuted using his own words. Usually it's better than that. Usually you do better than But that attorney must be livid with his client right now because if it had just been the statement which tried to explain away the irrational behavior that led to him being cut today, then okay, fine. It would just be that, and you'd say, okay, well, they're gonna. This is gonna be an argument over money. It's always over money, and so he's trying to cover his bases, and the Bucks will counter, and they'll settle on an amount, and that'll be the end of it. <laughs> but dumbass can't stay off of Twitter or Instagram with pictures of texts that is allegedly, you know, a conversation between he and Arian, and then Tom Brady's guy. But the problem is, in his efforts to show them in a bad light, when you read them, it shows them to be in a much better place than him. So he's trying to to promote and showcase these texts and pictures on his Instagram and his other social media accounts. And every time you actually bother to read them, you're like, no, you come across as the ass here. Read this again. These guys have all sounded normal while you sound insane. You are absolutely Cutting the legs out from under the case that your lawyer just made in that written statement last night, you dumbass! It's hilarious. He, like he's this is the guy that I paid a hundred thousand dollars to up front to do work on me, never did it. This is Tom's guy. Then you read Tom's guy, the trainer say, "Sure thing, AB. 
no problem with the refund. Where do I send the $50,000 to? Like, it's like, and the problem is he just agreed with you and is willing to send you the money. Well, the problem is he actually put out his bank account and routing information. Of course he did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he did a lot. While posting that. Now, the Bruce one, I will give him a little small smidge of, of credit because he's trying to prove that Bruce knew about the ankle issue before the game. Everybody Bruce, did. He was on. Bruce in- claimed he didn't, though. Bruce claimed on Before a press conference, game. yes. No, 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 but he but he had addressed the foot injury six weeks earlier when the dude was suspended. He did. Because he of said, the fake vaccination card. He, he said he tweaked it in Wednesday's practice, and Bruce said, I didn't know anything about that because I wasn't in practice for COVID, and this text exchange shows that Bruce at least acknowledged the fact that there was some sort of injury right. on Wednesday. We're, so that is the small victory for Antonio Brown today, but compared to the panoply of everything else? Oh, yeah. No, it's going to yeah. be – it's a short-lived one, right? So a guy was encouraged – Not the least of which is he's hopping out of the end zone doing jumping, jumping jacks, jacks and stuff. And it also had three receptions for 20-whatever yards and was playing in the game and was fine. No, no. What's interesting is that – and I, listen, I, I'll spend very little time on this. He also crossed 12 today for no reason. Only to show that Alex Guerrero abides by what's right when yeah. it comes to refunds. Well, that was weird. Like, See, this idea with Tom's guy over here, Tom yeah. Brady 12, and he tags him on the gram. Right. And he says, Alex Guerrero, see what I have to deal with? This is what I have to deal with. A refund? Well, no, you have to deal with a really reasonable dude who responded quickly to your original text asking for a refund. Because he knew what was going yeah, on. Yeah, he's yeah. like, you're trying to, yeah, of course. But then you're going to tag and try and drag Tom Brady down, the one advocate you've had on this earth. has been in your corner for this whole time. Nobody advocates for Antonio Brown the way that Tom Brady does. And you're going to try and destroy his business? Remember that article about how the Patriots got mad at Guerrero's Enterprises? Antonio, what have you done? Et tu brute? Yeah, it's pretty silly, uh, especially given that every place he's been, every stop he's been, there has been built up stories, anecdotes, transgressions, legal and otherwise, that everybody within the organization was armed with because they saw it on a daily basis but chose to withhold because of his immense talent. So what's the counter, both legally and then, of course, however else it gets played out where a guy just decides, you know what, I'm done. I'm done protecting you. Also, in the ESPN article that was the top headline last night on the site regarding this story and the statement from Antonio Brown, I think it was Jenna Lane that was on the byline and not Schefter, but don't quote me on that. Right. But it said that there was no incident up to the sideline kerfuffle this season. Since he signed with the Bucks. there's been no incident. The vaccine card never happened? He was suspended. What are they doing? Three, yeah. There's been no incident? Yeah. What the yeah. hell are you talking about? Um, well, Bruce was asked about it today, and he has to answer it now. And you know how pissed off he is about that. But nonetheless, he did answer it. He says that uh, he he asked AB, he said what led up to the, the problem, the interaction, was that he went over and asked him uh, what's going on. Uh, what's going on with you? Because he was frustrated sitting on the bench and the offense is on the field. You know, he's, what's wrong with you? Get out there. And A.B. says to him about the lack of targets. And then he got mad at that and said, get the F out of here. And then that seems more plausible given his history. That seems more likely given his history. You know, take it for what it's worth, it's the age of social media, but there was a fan account that went viral uh, earlier this week, right. and I think Joe Buck's fan posted an article about it today, but it's somebody sitting behind the bench, and they show you the photos of their angle. They basically look like they're in the first row behind the sidelines, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the fan said that Bruce and Antonio had an exchange, Antonio tried to charge Bruce, and that Evans and Brate held him back, then the incident that we saw on camera and the one other fan video happened where he, you know, Mike is trying to talk him down, and he takes off the pads, 
But what the fans said also happened, and again, take it with a grain of salt, is that Antonio had some words for Tom before the thing with Bruce. And Tom's just looking at him. It's my favorite part is Tom's just looking at him like, are you insane? I'm the guy who gave you shovel passes in week 17 last year to get your quarter mil. You remember that? We were watching that drive at the, I, end, at the, the end of the an- season last the, year. Like, yeah, the answer to that oh, is God. he does not. So Tom is not abiding by the integrity of the game here in week 17 of 2020 <laughs> in order to get Antonio a bonus. Yeah, yeah, we're the same team that's going to try and withhold targets so you don't get your money. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> like, Tom wasn't even playing football. He's like, yeah. all right, ready? I want you to run in front of me. Here yeah, you just, go. There you go. That's yeah, one. You'll reach Let's your goal. Two Let's more times. Two more times and you'll get your money. <laughs> oh, well, you know, the answer to that is no, he does not remember that. Yeah, he does not remember. But that's that's all part. part. That's what happens when you you know you don't have the benefit. You don't get the benefit of the doubt. Even his even the guys that would, in in theory, be his staunchest allies have kind of gone. Eh, no, that's not the way that would ever get handled. Not by a rational person. Even if it, oh everything you say is true, that's not how it would get handled. Not by normal. Not by rational. Uh, you know, well, <laughs> fair-minded employees, businesses everywhere have problems with their bosses all the time. That. <laughs> Oh man, I actually find this bemusing, but I would also say it's the it's the thing it's part and parcel to the age we live in that because this added week of the season uh, only really provides in what two games, three games, any real intrigue. You have a seeding case for one, and then you have an actual playoff berth on the line for yeah. the other. But what's interesting is you saw the scenario if the Jags tie. beat the Colts. Oh, well, that, yeah, and then they tie. They could tie, and then just both move on. I don't think they'd outright kneel the whole way, but I think if it's 17-all with four minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And they have uh, an awareness of what's happened. And there's a touchback at a punt. I think the coaches may look at each other on the sidelines and go, good, good. We've all been there. It's <laughs> golfers. Got that three and a half footer. Yeah, good, 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 good. All right, it's match play. We have that. We have that. I, I, I actually don't think they would. I think they'll play it out. I mean, nobody that's in that league is nothing if not extremely to a fault competitive. I, I, I don't think so. I think they'd be like, no, I, I want to win. I want to win. I thought about it. This takes me back to college, back when we go all the way back to Nebraska and, and uh, Miami. Tom Osborne kicks the extra point in '83. Stoneburger, Stoneburger doesn't win the national title. Miami doesn't win the national title. They're also gifted the Bobby two-point conversion. I'm just saying Nebraska, yeah. Nebraska would have with that tie. Well, I'm saying would that, you Would you kick the extra point and tie the game? In 1983, yeah. Knowing that you would win the national championship with the tie. Yes. In 1983, absolutely. Like, the way those things worked with how political all the bowl lines well, he were, would, I don't know when I'm going to get another fair shake at this. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's interesting. I mean, I just... Split natty titles and all that stuff. You kick it. He was lauded, almost universally lauded, for going for the win instead of kicking the extra point. And even back then, a 12-year-old me was like, I don't know, guys. I kind of want to win the national championship. Miami has to win. I don't. I I just can't lose. We're not playing by the same rules here. Maybe it's the Ryder Cup in me. You know, (laughs) like if you already have the cup, they got to beat you to take the cup. So if you have the position... They have to beat you. To be the man, you got to beat, beat the man. Beat the man, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and kick this man. extra point and dance for my national title that I just won. It's Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio. War Chant TV. Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio. Hard to navigate the slate this week if you're a 
sporting guy or gal because of, I mean, every hour you get an update from franchises around the league about who's available, who's not. And it's pretty damn difficult to get a sense of what's what. I'm in multiple positions where there is something at stake. Uh, and, and one of them would be a year long against the, against the number, Tommy. And I'm ha- this is going to be the toughest one going into the last week. I feel for anybody that has real money on the line uh, trying to figure out spreads this week. Uh, trying, to, trying to go 5-0 and or 4-1 and and five-game pick them against the spread is, is going to be difficult because, again, you, you can only really probably bet. And even then, you need both parties to be truly vested. Uh, games in which there is something of significance on the line. Can you find – I mean, you. Th- this is what players are going to have to do, and I mean players as in bettors. You're going to have to comb incentives. I mean, to me – Schefter is a really good follow for that. I was just about week. to say, yeah. I was going to – heads up for people interested in that because you've got to find out which of the starters have something significant on the line by playing or not playing. And then they have to be in a position to where – in. Is the other team in the same position? Like, are we going to see the vast majority of the starters in this game, either because of incentives or because there's something on the line in the way of seeding or because there's an actual playoff berth on the line? And there's only one case where that is the scenario, one game, that's Chargers-Raiders. But, you know, from there, I'm looking to see, well, do we get so-and-so to play four quarters because he needs eight catches to make a million dollars? Or you get whatever, a quarterback to throw for 4,500 yards or whatever it might be, and he's 300 yards away. Then in that case, he's probably going to start and play. All that's out there. I mean, that's that's a lot more homework than you typically have to do. I say all of that to, to say this. I don't like the extra week. This week would be wild card weekend right now, and I don't I don't – know that we're really gaining all that much here with this extra game uh, between injury and all that you're having to navigate. I also just don't like saying out loud that somebody uh, can't go 8-8, eight and eight. That, that that 9 and 8's a thing, or that 10 and 7. I just hate it. I know that's the newness of it all, but I don't like it. Yeah, I'd rather just go to an 18-game schedule so you can still go 500 in the league, and yes. then you eliminate two preseason Yeah, 9 games. and 9 kind of sounds yeah. all right. Yeah, yeah. 9 and 8, 10 and 7? I don't like 10, 10 and 7. 10 and 7 just yeah. sounds... Even Ridiculous. eleven and six bothers me. How good are you if you go eleven and six? You're pretty good. That's how we do the we, we do the thing where you're gonna you're like, yeah, <laughs> what, what are you? If yeah, you're 11, eleven and six? five yeah. feels a lot better than oh, 11, eleven and five. Six. Feels, that's yeah. a quality club right there. They did go like if you're in an argument with your buddy, and then you know you're going back and forth on numbers and everything. And finally, well, Tom, they went eleven and five. Let's not act like they're eight and eight. That's just such a much more fun conversation. Or even in the modern Cy Young debate, you know, he's like, "Well, he went eleven and five. He did, you know. So his team sucks. He went eleven and five. Yeah. Well, he went eleven and six. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. eleven and six. six. He's a little yeah, bo- see, he's slightly above, above average. average. Yeah. <laughs> even though we don't even use wins anymore as a way to gauge pitchers, they, they yeah. got kind of unlucky though this year. They really did. The nothing. AFC North, which has been interesting the whole year, is mm. pretty much solved. And it that, is, that it figured, is but that figured to be well. I'm talking about there are some Seating. wild wild card implications for uh, the Steelers to get in. I think Baltimore's completely out, but the Steelers could get in with some ridiculous things. But it looked like for a while there that there might be 
two playoff spots on the line from the North alone. I think they were really or the hoping, West. without question, they were really hoping that they would get something like that. Worst thing that happened to them is Kansas City got right, because the West would have been really interesting too. Now, I understand that on Sunday Night Football, you have a, a de facto playoff game. You're, the playoffs start at 8.20 p.m. on Sunday when the Raiders and the Chargers play. But still, that division was up for grabs two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And then Denver's completely out of it with the quarterback injuries. They got unlucky a little bit in the AFC. Yeah, I'm going through. I just pulled this up. I mean, it's, it's, you can go through every injury update. There's also the COVID list. So, for example, Justin Fields is out for the game against the Vikings. He's been put on the COVID list ahead of the week, so he's not going to play in this game. I, getting a handle on it, well, obviously, Cincinnati is, is not going to ro- roll Joe Burrow out there. There's no chance he's playing. Yeah, he said it himself. He's like, I'm not playing. I want to commend uh, Tua, uh, who I've, I've said the Dolphins should move on from. And a lot of people would tell you that that's way too early. And why would you say that? And you know they had a seven game win streak. Eh, it's not there, guys. You can you can thank me later. Just move on from Tua. You should you should do whatever you can to get rid of him. Now here's like to trade him. Go pick up a real quarterback. You're gonna be all right. Now here's the deal. That dude hears blowhards like me every day, all day, to the point where they ask him that question after every game that he gets asked all the time about. Do you hear the talk regarding, you know, the quarterback and what Miami's going to do in the offseason and you know the thoughts on on whether or not they're going to trade for a quarterback? Do you hear he gets asked that all, he was asked again this week. And not one time did he show an ounce of frustration. He was the most professional dude all year long. And again, I had time to to kind of follow Miami inordinately so for a guy who's not a Miami fan just because of a, a little piece of money bet I made when they were really, really bad. And they almost cashed it in for me. But I would watch just to kind of get this feel whether I needed to hedge or run away or whatever. And that guy, every week, I don't worry about that. I worry about getting better every day, trying to help this team get to where we want to go. I'm not worried about if it happens, it happens. I mean, all the answers, whether they're accurate or not, whether he feels that way or not, he's been awesome. And then he, he was asked to begin about it yesterday. No, I'm not worried about that uh, regarding the rumor mill. If it comes up, it comes up. If it doesn't, fine. I'm okay with it. Obviously, the season didn't go the way I wanted it to. It didn't go the way that our team wanted it to. It's tough because we had an opportunity, and when we couldn't capitalize on it, it's frustrating. There you go, buddy. All right. So he earned one more year. No, give him one no, more no, year. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. I'd be like, you were very professional. You'll be professional with the team we traded you to over there. That's great because uh, we're going to go get a quarterback that we can win with long term. We don't want to win in spite of you. We want to win because we have a guy that can win some games. That's brutal. That's brutal. Yeah, it's, the, it's the reality of, I mean, I, physically you don't see it. Do you when you watch him? Uh, I I didn't have that same bet you did, so I've go, seen sparing. Go watch, go watch him throw the ball. Uh, it's just you're kind of like, oh man, it feels like such work. I don't know. I don't know if it was the injury. I don't know if it's been the multitude of injuries uh, going all the way back to college. I don't know because I don't. I think it, it happened all of a sudden. It went from okay, he's never been accused of having a cannon. Like that wasn't the thing that people were drawn to. But you never kind of looked at the arm and thought, oh, I don't know, that looks like a Baker Mayfield arm. 
the thing I'd say about him is is I was leery immediately when he was cloak and dagger about the medical information mm. prior to the draft in 2020. Remember, they they used COVID as a shield. Well, and, I would have too. Right, but still, <laughs> yes, as a franchise, that, that's your that's your as willing as he was to say, mm, well, you know, this is what my doctor says. That's what you're going to have to believe or not. I thought, ooh, it's a smart play. It's going to get you at least that first contract. But if I'm a team who's thinking about drafting you and we can't have an independent medical verification of the facts, oh, man, I, I don't know that I can commit that money. I know it's not Sam Bradford money anymore, but I don't know that I can commit that kind of money to you. Yeah, the good news is for fans, if your franchise makes a mistake and they take Mitch Trubisky, uh, if your franchise makes a mistake and they draft Daniel Jones, if your franchise makes a mistake and you draft Tua, if your franchise, you know, you no longer are now beholden to that dude getting four, five, six chances to prove that you didn't screw it up. Now right. teams can be like, all right, we're going to take it on down the road. Our poor friend Bill with, uh, with <laughs> Daniel Jones. I mean, he's like, I just know they're going to take him. I know. And that's like two months out. I just know they're going to take Daniel Jones. So this is going to suck. For those Night that of, don't know, first pick. I, well, I don't care. It's going to fall to Daniel Jones and the Giants. It's what's going to happen. I can still remember the look on his face. You can, you know, it's like, you you know, we always talk about wins and losses happen for a reason. And you can tell me before a season begins that you think Florida State's going to go sub 500, that they're going to go five and seven. But when you watch it play out and they do indeed go five and seven and you see how the losses happen and to whom, it evokes emotions you're not prepared for even though you knew this was going to be the result. You predicted it. Our friend Bill, lifelong, diehard Giants fan. True blue. I admire him greatly for that. He is locked in. I mean, he's, he loves the team, just like he loves your Mets. That's told us, one, two told, told <laughs> us going into the draft that night, they're going to take Daniel Jones. I just know it. And I was like, no, but no, nobody thinks they're going to take Daniel Jones. Who, who in their right mind would take Daniel Jones? And if you well, put on the tape, there's no way. And when they said it, even though he had predicted it, the look on his face of just, they're as dumb as I thought they were. They are. They're as dumb as I thought they were.